Welcome to the Thinking Differently podcast, where we explore the new horizons of our rapidly changing world. I'm Rod Collins, your host for today's podcast. As technological innovations continue to transform the rules for how successful businesses work, we challenge business leaders to rethink how they remain competitive in a digitally transformed marketplace. In the last episode, we discussed how freedom of speech and the propagation of a diversity of ideas are essential ingredients for accessing our collective wisdom. If it is true that nobody is smarter than everybody, then it is important that we learn how to move beyond endless debates that pit one idea against another, and that we find ways to bring together the best of everyone's ideas so that we can achieve a level of intelligence that no one person or group could ever achieve on its own. While this may be easy to understand, it is often difficult to put into practice especially when we are convinced that we already know the answer. For example, a few years ago, I was approached by a group of three individuals who were associated with an initiative to persuade Colorado voters to adopt a statewide universal health care program. They had heard about an innovative meeting format that I had been using in my work that had a reliable track record for bringing together people of wildly diverse, often opposing perspectives, and achieving a workable consensus for moving forward with solutions to what had been previously intractable problems. The threesome was very enthusiastic about their initiative and very interested in exploring ways to use the Collective Intelligence Workshop, as the innovative format is known, to help bring about a consensus among the voters for finding a better way to meet the healthcare needs of Colorado citizens. After learning about the framework of the proposed bill, which would mandate that all Coloradans would be required to participate in the Colorado Insurance Program and pay the related taxes, I provided a basic overview of the Collective Intelligence Workshop. I explained the format is successful because it incorporates the four conditions that James Surowiecki cited as requirements for accessing collective intelligence in his seminal book, the wisdom of crowds. The first of these conditions is diversity of opinion. Having different perspectives, even eccentric notions, is essential because it broadens the available information, provides the capacity for evolving ideas, makes it easier for individuals to be candid and protects against the negative dynamics of short-sighted groupthink. The second is independent thinking. 
Each individual has to be free to express his or her own opinions without editing and without any pressure to conform to the beliefs of others in the group. Surawiki makes the point that paradoxically, the best way for a group to be smart is for each person in it to think and act as independently as possible. To truly access collective intelligence, the group must be able to draw upon the third condition, which is local knowledge. Because the closer a person is to the problem to be solved, the process to be improved, or the customer needs to be satisfied, the more likely he or she is to have a meaningful contribution. And finally, collective intelligence is not possible unless there is an effective aggregation mechanism because a distributed system can only produce genuinely intelligent results if there are processes or algorithms for integrating the content of everyone's observations and opinions. I told the group that the Collective Intelligence Workshop could be a very effective process for finding a better way to meet the state's healthcare needs, and that aggregating the collective intelligence of a diverse group of 50 to 60 people would very likely produce a workable and perhaps innovative solution to meet their goal. I then asked the group this critical question. Would they be open to supporting whatever solution the collective intelligence of the group produced? One of the three, who happened to be a professor at a local university, quickly responded that they already knew the solution and that academic research provided clear evidence for the soundness of their initiative. I then told the group that whenever I facilitated these workshops, my working assumption was that everyone who attended the sessions felt they already knew the solution and also had evidence in support of their point of view. I further explained that what makes these workshops so powerful is that all voices and opinions are heard and respected as the group does its work. This listening to differing points of view without the usual rush to agreement or disagreement often fosters the circumstances that allows the group to create a higher level solution than any one individual or viewpoint could produce. The professor protested that the purpose of the contemplated session was not to discover a different solution, but to get people on board with their specific initiative, because it is clearly the best solution to the problem. I explained that if their goal was to find a way to skillfully persuade others to sign on to their prescribed solution 
the collective intelligence workshop would not work. If, on the other hand, they would trust the wisdom of the crowd to identify what is likely the very best solution that the largest number of people would agree with, then the workshop would be a perfect vehicle. Needless to say, we did not reach a meeting of the minds. Several years later, after much earnest effort, the proponents of the single-payer approach were able to get their initiative on the November 2016 state ballot, where it was soundly defeated by a 79% to 21% margin. What the threesome wanted to accomplish when we met was a noble goal, to move beyond endless and unproductive debate and get something done that would make a difference in people's lives. What they didn't like was the methodology that would most likely achieve their goal because it would mean that they would have to detach themselves from their preferred outcome. And this was not possible because they were fully invested in the rightness of their specific initiative. Unfortunately, it is passionate investment in particular outcomes that is oftentimes the fuel that sustains endless debate and prevents meaningful action from ever happening. Perhaps this is what Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, was alluding to in a recent commencement address at Tulane University when he exhorted the graduates to get to work on building something better, adding that, in some ways, my generation has failed you in this regard. Specifically, he admonished that we spent too much time debating. We've been too focused on the fight and not focused enough on progress. There are many important issues today where the status quo is simply unsustainable and where we need to come up with better solutions that will make real differences in people's lives. In addition to new approaches to health care, we need workable solutions for immigration, abortion, and firearms. There are issues where currently endless debate only serves to further lock people into entrenched positions and forestalls any hope of discovering innovative solutions that cut across various interests and needs. Cook provides wise counsel when he points out, there are some who would like you to believe that the only way you can be strong is by bulldozing those who disagree or never giving them a chance to say their piece in the first place. He adds, we forget sometimes that our pre-existing beliefs have their own force of gravity. As things turned out in Colorado, 
the threesome failed in moving forward a solution to an important social issue because they could not let go of their pre-existing beliefs. If we are to break the cycle of endless debate, Cook poignantly advises us that we not just act, but act together. He urges us to recognize that the solutions to our problems begin on a human scale with building a shared understanding of the work ahead and with undertaking it together. Shared understanding is the core purpose of the Collective Intelligence Workshop. These workshops are large group facilitated meetings that gather the whole system of different perspectives into one place to move beyond debate and leverage the group's collective knowledge to quickly resolve complex or difficult issues. By design, these sessions eliminate the bulldozing behavior that often characterizes the usual debate. And instead, they provide uninterrupted opportunities for different points of view to be heard and, more importantly, to be understood regardless of agreement or disagreement. This respect for the diversity of all voices, as Surawaki points out, is indeed an essential ingredient for accessing a group's collective intelligence, which in turn is the pathway to shared understanding. Usually the shared understanding that emerges in a collective intelligent workshop is a higher level of thinking than any one individual could produce. That's because by listening and truly understanding what's most important to differing perspectives, the group is able to combine the best aspects of these points of view into a holistic solution that is highly likely to be accepted by the large number, if not all, the people in the session. Shared understanding is real only when it is built from the thoughts and voices of everyone involved in the whole system. It is an emergent phenomenon that arises from the interplay of divergent ideas. It requires that we be open to new possibilities and that if the four conditions are met, we trust in the wisdom of the crowd. That is why shared understanding can never be mandated nor manipulated. It is not easy to detach from outcome, especially if you are absolutely convinced that you already know the answer. However, if your goal is to move beyond endless and unproductive debate and to get something done that would make a difference in people's lives, detaching from outcome, understanding different points of view, scaling collective intelligence, and building an emergent shared understanding is far more likely to accomplish the work that needs to be done.
Join us again next week when we will discuss how collective intelligence can be a very practical tool for solving intractable problems and maybe for even preventing catastrophic business meltdowns. Thanks for listening today. Please join us next week for another episode where we will share more engaging stories about the new rules for successfully leading businesses in a rapidly changing world. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.